0: Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. But I want us to look at something here today. 1 John, again chapter 3 verse 4 says we pass. We know we pass from death into life if we have this kind of love. The first understanding that uh, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bear witness... With our spirit that we're the sons and daughters of God. There's a, a witness that is born there. That witness you're going to find, it says that we know that we've passed. So this first uh, production of fruit is love that God has in us, as it is written in, in Galatians. Now, look in John 15, 16. John 15, 16. How many of you know Jesus today? The Bible says, is the, is, is, the, is the vine, we are the branches. He's the trunk, we're the branch of the tree. Uh, he's the vine, we are the branch. The fruit is produced on the branch. But I want us to see something here. John 15, 16 says, uh, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I've chosen you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. And that your fruit will remain or it will last. So it's important uh, because Jesus said in connection with prayer... As I read to you out of Mark chapter 11, 25, he says, when you stand praying, forgive. This is spoken in connection to our prayer, our authority. If you uh, read that whole passage of scripture, he's talking about uh, when you can, you can say to the mountain, tell it to be cast into the sea and not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say will come to pass, that you'll have whatsoever you say. But if you notice, it's all in context. It's in connection there. So that means there's a connection to you speaking to the mountain your connection to having your prayers answered, your connection to walking in the light as he is in the light is connected to your ability to walk in love. That's what the Bible says. That's the new commandment. You see, it's so important. It says this. It says that Jesus says that he wants you to produce fruit. Your fruit, he remains. He he desires that. But this is the thing that hinders our fruit oftentimes. Yes, I know that there's been bad things done uh, to many of us and bad people. Hey, listen, there's been bad people done bad things. And maybe we didn't grow up in a, a, a good environment at times, and we've learned bad habits and bad understanding, and we might feel various things. But we have to learn to walk in love. Remember, the greatest thing that you have in you is the love of God. The greatest of these is love. Even Paul the apostle said in 1 Corinthians 13 1, he says, If I speak in tongue of men he says, Though I speak in tongues of men and angels and have not love, I'm just a tinkling brass and a sounding symbol. If I know all mysteries and can uh, prophesy and speak all things, he, he goes on to tell us, he says, If I do all of these things, have all knowledge, he says, and have faith to remove mountains and have not love, I'm nothing. See, Paul's just repeating what Jesus said. See, this is so important. Look in John 15, verse 3 and 5, speaking again of producing the fruit. Speaking of producing fruit. Verse 3 says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And what is he referring to here? Yes, he's referring to Christ. He's referring to Jesus. He's referring to in you and you in him. He's talking about him in you and you in him. Well, what's in you? The love of God. God is love. See, there's a connection here to love. Remember, the fruit that you bear, the first fruit's going to be love. That's how we know we pass from death unto life. That's what Galatians says, speaking of the fruit of the Spirit. As we walk in the Spirit, not after the flesh, we're going to produce love. That's going to be the first fruit. Isn't that something? Well, you see, when you begin to think about this, he's talking about walking in love. His commandment is to love one another. John 15, 7 says this, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. But by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm about to get happy because I know where I'm about to go to. I'm about to show you some of the day as you begin to produce that love in you, and it's in you. See, we're going to have to renew our mind. We've got to get out of the emotion of things. We're going to have to get out of the kind of love that we think that we deserve. We've got to get out of this man kind of love. We've got to get out of this man kind of feeling of love and we, because that's how the Gentiles see it. That's how the world sees it. You know, there's often, I've, and I've read books and I've seen books. I've heard messages based on a soulish love. Uh, like that's a foundation of the kind of love we're supposed to show towards one another. That's not Bible love. That's man's love. That's a soulish love. A Bible love says that you will forgive. You will not hold any ought against one another. See, oftentimes we're trying to figure out how that another person needs to be loved. Well, this is the kind of love that the Bible teaches us that we're supposed to love people by. We're supposed to love people by, by the God kind of love, not just the kind of love that they feel like they deserve. That's a selfish love. Selfish love is, is where you begin to just feed the flesh. No, we're not supposed to just feed the flesh. We're supposed to live out of the spirit. You feed the flesh. When you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption eventually. But if you'll sow to the spirit, glory to God, you're going to reap life. You're going to relieve, you're going to reap the things that God says according to his promises today. I tell you, in Christ is very important because in Christ is in love. Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. I just read to you, how do we glor- that the Father is glorified when we bear much fruit? And he's talking about love. He's talking about the commandment. He's talking about walking in that kind of love that God has. See, that's how you pass from death to life. That's how these things begin to take place. You see, the moment you start walking in love, the effects are fruit bearing. Joy begins to remain in you. The joy, the the kind of joy. Joy is a state of being in the spirit. Happiness is a feeling that will follow. But joy is a state of being in you. And then what begins to produce something that, that a lot of people don't talk about is the peace of God. Which passes all understanding. It will guard your heart and mind. You know, you can apply peace. Just like you apply the blood of Jesus to sin today. You wash yourself in the blood. You get up, you walk in love. You forgive those. You don't hold aught against anyone. You change that on the inside of you. You walk in love, the God kind of love. As God has loved you. As God has forgiven you in Christ. Has forgiven you. We forgive. Glory to God. You're going to see the joy meter begin to rise in you. When you hold on to things, your joy is going to get deleted. It's going to begin to to go down. And next thing you know, uh, other things are going to begin to manifest in your life. The things that you don't want to happen in your life. Those things, the feeling of things, even into your body, it affects your spirit. It affects your mind and it affects your body too when you don't walk in this kind of love. The God kind of love. You see, the the Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon chapter 2 verse 15 this is the kind of thing that begins to spoil the fruit or the, the branch from bearing fruit. The Bible says in Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse 15, it says, uh, talks about the little foxes. It says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. The little foxes. It's the little things that begin to spoil the vine. You see, when we not learn to walk in love and we don't begin to produce that and we begin to produce the other things, when we... Do we refuse to forgive, then what happens is is the fruit isn't going to be produced. That should the production of things in your life, the promises of God from coming pass the way they should. Your prayers, Jesus said, if you if you when you stand praying, forgive. Why did He put that in there? Talking about speaking to the mountain. Why did Paul say it in First Corinthians thirteen? Chapter, uh, verse 1 and 2. Why? Because these are the things that hinder. These are the things that, that keep uh, the purity of the word of God and the knowledge of God from growing and developing and coming to pass and your prayers uh, being uh, answered the way they should and mountains being removed the way they should and things. These are the kind of things that, that hinder that. This is the little foxes that begin to spoil the vine. We like to uh, hear a lot of things about prophetic. We want to hear a lot of things about these other things. But if you really want to walk in God and walk in the power of God, walk in the fruit of the Spirit and walk in the manifestations of the Holy Ghost, it begins by walking in love. That's what the Bible teaches us. You see, when we try and spiritualize soulish type of love, then what happens is we're... we're not allowing the love of God to, to manifest in our life. We're not, we're not learning the, the truth of the love of God because that's what every person needs. That's what each and every one of us need. Jesus said, all the law is summed up in one command, that thou shalt love thy, the Lord thy God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Matthew 22, verse 37. But today, I'm gonna ask you, because the Bible says if we're, if we're going to begin to love, we're going to have to learn to love God. We're going to have to learn to love him with all of our heart, all of our mind, and everything that's in this. I've known people and I've heard stories. I've been pastoring for long enough, uh, not only in this nation, but ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ in other countries and around the world, growing up in the house of God for many years. Uh, being, be, to, be, to be honest, I've, I was basically uh, raised in church all of my life. My parents were born again and uh, saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit in the 1940s. Uh, and uh, I wasn't born then. I wasn't even born in the 50s either. (laughs) I was raised in the house of God. And my time in church, I have learned about something, that the body of Christ, oftentimes we don't teach enough and understand enough about the love of God. We want to hear about these other things, and and we find that uh, oftentimes the love of God is not the center of our message. But Jesus said, this is the commandment I give to you that you love one another. So everything really falls back on the commandment in the body of Christ. I'm talking about the New Testament church. We oftentimes think that we don't have a commandment that we're supposed to live by. Well, Jesus said this commandment is to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all that is within us. People might say, well, I love God, but I just don't love them. Well, you can't say you love God and not love your brother. Then the Bible says the love of God is in you. And if the love of God is not in you, then the Spirit of God didn't shed abroad that love in you. He says that we know that we pass from death into life because we love the brethren. So today, I think it's very important that we get this in us. Look at Romans 13, 8. Romans 13, 8 says, O no man anything except to love one another. Romans 13, 8. O no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. This is New Testament. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal. You know, if I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. Isn't that right? Well, see, that's what he's saying here. And if there be any other commandment in verse 10. You see, he is talking in reference to the old covenant. To the old covenant. Now I want us to look at something. Hebrews 8.6. Turn near with me. You're going to love this. Here we go. This is going to get good. You ready? Hebrews 8.6. But now, Hebrews 8, 6, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, speaking of Jesus, inasmuch as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. So the Bible says we have a better covenant. We have a better covenant established on better promises. Now, I want us to just get a glimpse because he says that we have a better covenant established on better promises. What is that? Well, we can recognize the covenant. Why is it better? I want us to look at some things. Let's look at the the covenant or the old covenant uh, of promise. Deuteronomy chapter 7. We're just getting a little glimpse. Deuteronomy 7 verse 12. Deuteronomy 7 verse 12. Why is this relation to it? Because we have a covenant with Jesus Christ. and The Bible tells us that we walk in love. There's a connection here. Connection to the commandment, a connection to your walk of love, connection to your prayer life, a connection to your positional authority, a connection to the gifts of the Spirit, everything connected into this area, connected to the promises that take place. Are you in Deuteronomy 7, verse 12? Look at this. This is a promise. Wherefore it shall come to pass, if you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he sware unto thy fathers. And he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. And he will also bless the fruit of your womb and bless the fruit of your land or the fruit of the land, the corn, thy wine, thine oil, and the increase of thy kind and thy flocks, of thy sheep in the land, which he sware unto thy fathers to give thee. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. The Lord will take away from thee sickness. And will put none of these evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest, upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. See, that's a, that's a covenant promise. See, God made this covenant with them. The Bible says in 8, 6, Hebrews 8.6 that we have a better covenant. You know, I think that's a pretty good covenant right there. That's a pretty good promise of God to the children of Israel. But the Bible says that we have a better covenant. Establish some better promises. You see, the promise to them uh, was that if you do these things, these things will come to pass. If you'll keep my word, you'll obey my judgments, you'll walk according to my commandments, these kind of blessings will come upon you. This this will happen in your life. Isn't that good news? Praise God, that's pretty good. But the Bible says that we have a better covenant, establish some better promises. You know, if I told you today that praise God, uh, let's just say, for instance, that somebody says, you know, maybe they, they're driving a, a beautiful Mercedes-Benz, and then they said, you know, uh, I'm going to trade that in, and they go get them a, a used uh, Toyota Corolla. Maybe you own a Toyota Corolla, I'm not putting them down, but you understand the difference here. And, and, and uh, you'd say, say, well, praise the Lord, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just kind of using this as an analogy, but understand what I mean? Is that better? No, not really. I mean, if, if you go from a four-bedroom house to a one-bedroom house, I'm not talking about your condition. I'm talking about if your family stays the same, all those kind of things. understand what I'm talking about. Is that better? No, not necessarily. But you understand the point. The point is, is we have a better covenant based upon better promises. That covenant was real good to them. Well, guess what? Our covenant's better. Praise God. You see, one of the reasons why it's better is because the Bible says that God had found fault with it. Why? Because it could not keep the judgments. They could because of the nature in them. But the Bible says that God, and I could go into Ezekiel and Jeremiah. He said, "One day I'm going to take that old spirit out of you, and we'll give you a new spirit—a spirit of flesh." And I'm gonna write on your heart with the finger of God, instead of the finger of God writing on tablets of stone, the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost is the one that wrote on the tablets of stone, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit of God is writing upon your heart today. He's writing the covenants, he's writing those commandments to walk in love, the rock in love. So if you walk in love, you fulfill the law. See, we have the ability to do it because the Holy Spirit shed it abroad in our heart. It's no longer on tablets of stone with the stony heart. No, he's taken out the stony heart and he's put it in the heart of flesh, a heart in the spirit, which is a new created spirit that can walk in love, that can fulfill the law of God, which is to keep the love of God in you, producing, bearing the fruit of love. And by doing so, the Bible says that if we can keep those, if that was the way it was in the Old Testament, let's see if that's the same way if it's in the New Testament. Let's just check this out. Let's see, it's the same kind of promise that was given to the old, under the old covenant to Israel belongs to us today. If we walk in love, if we'll keep the commandment. You know, the Bible says, Jesus again, remember what he said in Mark eleven twenty-five 25 and other places in the scripture? It tells us that if you walk in forgiveness, you'll walk in love, your prayers won't be hindered. You'll, you'll see the mountain move, see the mountain move, you'll see these things take place. Look if you will in Romans chapter four, verse sixteen. See, we're talking about Christ in you. Oh, glory to God! Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, praise the Lord! Romans thir- uh, four, Romans four, verse sixteen says: Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so it might be by grace, and by it may be guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are. of the law, law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. You see that? So therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it might be by grace. It may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. Well, look in Galatians 3.14. Galatians Chapter 3, verse 14. Speaking of God through Christ, he says he redeemed us in order that the blessing promised to Abraham would come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So that means those who were not under the law, who did not, who was not of the natural seed of Abraham. But those in Christ Jesus, this, the promise, the blessing to Abraham, to, his, to Israel, that's who he's talking about, would come to those who are in Christ so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. What's in the Spirit? The love of God, the very blessing of God, the authority of Christ, the same uh, power that raised Christ from the dead as alive in your mortal body, uh, the same blessing and promise that for Abraham might come to us. You see, that's in us today. Look in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, just a little bit further down. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said, not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. You see that? But where's Christ today? When we hear that word, we think of the Lord. But we need to understand that the Bible teaches us, according to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Colossians 1, verse 27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Colossians 1, 27, it says, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. What is the mystery? See, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You might say, well, I'm not sure what all this means. Well, The Bible says, let me read it to you this way in the New Living Translation, now that you you belong to Christ, I'm reading now the New Living Translation, now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham, the Bible says, and you are heirs, and and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. You see, that's what it says when we read, according to Galatians 3.16, that Because we belong to Christ, we are the true children of Abraham, and you are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. You see, the promise I just read to you is established on better covenant, better promises. Remember, it's established on the blood of the New Testament, the the blood of the covenant, and the promise is better. Why? Because it's in you. It's in Christ, in you. Glory to God, it belongs to you when you walk in the spirit, when you walk in love, when you begin to produce that are you seeing this now? Oh glory to God, I think I think somebody just got a, a penny drop, so to speak. it just clicked it just uh, all of a sudden it's just begin to awaken on the inside of you. glory to God. Glory to God. i tell you the promises of God. You say, yeah, well, I'm struggling. Well, you know what? There's some things we need to uh, begin to get our heart right. We need to get, begin to learn to produce the fruit of the Spirit, begin to walk in love. And you're going to begin to see things change in life. It's a promise of God. And I believe we can hold God to that promise. I believe that we need to allow the Spirit of God to, to examine our heart. The psalmist said, Lord, examine my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. Let him examine you today. Lay those things on the altar of God. Get up from that place today. Walk in love. Walk in the power of the Spirit. Walk in Christ, which is the hope of glory for unto God and in your life. Producing that fruit. Producing because God has some great and precious promises that I believe that is going to be produced in your life. This kind of love will cause you to win in life now and in eternity. This love will teach you daily as you learn to listen to the love that's in your heart. We need to listen to that love because it will guide you, it will help you, it will keep you. 1 John chapter 4, and I'm closing with this, verse 10 says, herein is love. Not that we've loved God, but that he loved us. And sent his son to be appropriation for our sins. Verse 11, beloved, if we... If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time, but if we love one another, God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us. Praise God! I tell you today, that is so important. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church, Mornington, to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.